Joining me on the line, he's going to be at uh, the Horizon Events Center on March 19th, along with a little band named Firehouse. Ladies and gentlemen, CJ Snares on the line. Hey, CJ, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, everybody. How's it going out there? Well, uh, we're going to have some live music back in the Metro, so that's a good thing. It was about a year ago that we actually played our last uh, official Firehouse show on the tour. It was uh, at a place called the Q Casino. We had been in Minnesota the night before, and uh, we were on stage doing our sound check, and the governor called and said, nope, show's canceled. And uh, we were just about to go on stage in Iowa the next night. Really? The, yes, the governor called and said, you, you have to cut your show down. This is right before we walked on stage. She said, you have to cut it down to one hour. Oh, wow. So that's what we did. And so that was basically our last official show on the tour. We did three shows throughout the course of the last year. So it's going to be our return, and it's going to be most triumphant. And I think people are chomping at the bit. I know we are to get back to live music, face-to-face, all that energy from rock and roll. And uh, couldn't be a better place to end it and start it once again in Iowa. There you go. CJ Snare joining me on the line right now. What did you do during the last year? What, I mean, what was going on with Firehouse? What was going on with you? How did you pass the year where no one was allowed to go do anything? You know, it was kind of hard for us because our entire calendar for 2020 was filled. And we, we really got strung along. Yes. Yes, it was our uh, Party of a Lifetime 30-year anniversary tour, <laughs> which uh, is still in effect, by the way. We were doing a little bit of a run-up to it because the release of our first CD was uh, September 11th, 1990. So we are still within that 30-year period. What was happening was like, you know, it would be April. It's like, okay, well, the shows in April just went away. Well, that's okay. We have the shows in may you know yeah and then we cut get closer to those and they'd say oh no 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 we're having to reschedule those and it kind of went like that for a large part of the year uh, in the interim i know that we were all doing some writing you know and uh just kind of waiting to get back to do the live shows i'm just curious uh where did you hold up shop for the last year i mean what's home for you what what city I'm in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, we were still able to go out and take walks, even in the middle of the winter and stuff. Albeit with a mask and whatever, you know, uh, laws or or things that were imposed upon us. Right at the beginning, though, about this time last year, it was a an extreme lockdown. You know, everybody yeah. staying in their house and couldn't get toilet paper and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, it was the same for us as it was everyone else. It is weird that is it, that it has been a year right? Oh, man, it's insane. I mean, I think everybody's had this conversation (laughs) at some point or another, but, you know, know, for like you, everything changed when the governor calls. You know, everybody else, it's like, oh, the toilet paper's gone. So it's it's just, it's weird. It affected a lot of businesses, especially like in uh, travel and hospitality, entertainment. And I live in a city, you know, Orlando, where a lot of people work at Disney or the airlines. There's a lot of traffic that comes in and out of here. And so this area was greatly affected by it. However, I would say that they began opening it up sooner, too. You know, the governor here in Florida had a lot of people coming. And it's so weird. Uh, You know, I was looking at my flight information and everything, and it's like, oh, I'm getting back on an airplane. And you're talking about a guy who flies between 150 and 200,000 miles a year. And it only took one year to scare everybody into wearing the masks. I mean, there's <laughs> jurisprudence as well, but you know, it's now 
when I used to be right in the middle of people and everything like that. And I, I'm sure everybody has this to varying degrees, you know, uh, it's like, okay, I feel a little bit weird about going out here or, you know, you kind of have to ease back into it. Absolutely. That's what we want. I haven't been to a restaurant to sit down in a year, CJ. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, and that's, and the only reason I remember it is because my, uh, my son, uh, his birthday is March 6th. We went out to eat for his birthday that night last year, and then everything pretty much shut down. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, that's the past. The future's coming up. March 19th, you guys are going to be in town. Uh, what's it like to be able to plan out and know that you have shows coming up? I mean, are, are you excited? Is it like the first time again? W- what's going through your head? I am very excited. I just want to go back. I thought I heard you say your son's birthday is March 6th. Yes, sir. And uh, my yeah, my son's birthday is March 6th, too, which we just celebrated this past, uh, you know, few days here yeah. or weeks, you know. How old? Uh, so uh, that's cool. That's cool. He just became a teenager. He's 13. Oh, How about back you? talk? What's that? Uh, does he give you a lot of back talk or anything? Or Oh, no, no. He's he's pretty calm. He's pretty cool. I did notice I listened to a voicemail, an old voicemail I had, uh, like from six months ago. Yeah. And his voice has dropped like an octave now. You know? <laughs> hey, Dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, does it feel like the first time again? No, it doesn't. I'm actually really excited. And we're excited to get to this show, too. And I want people to know that you are still going to be included because we haven't hit that uh, September mark yet. Uh, you are going to be the Party of the Lifetime Tour celebrating the 30-year anniversary of the release of our first CD. And what we're doing, especially for that, is we're going to play our first CD in its entirety, cool. in its running order. And then we'll come back and we'll play the other hits and the stuff. You know, we won't leave anything on the table there. That's we'll leave awesome. it all on the stage. It, it, it has to be interesting because, I mean, especially when you do a tour like this, when, you, you know, you're going back to the first album. You know, the rest of the night, I mean, how do you pick out? I mean, is it just, hey, let's go out and just play the songs that you know got us here is it the one that it's like you know what i think this song deserves a little bit more push tonight i mean how do you come up with that track list of the other stuff to add into a show like this well you know because there are some deeper tracks on the first album which is multi-platinum so a lot of people are familiar with some of the deeper cuts but others aren't and we always keep that in mind too that you know there were several hits thank goodness on the first record and some people are probably going to recognize those i mean don't treat me bad is a song that's like number four on the record we would normally say that to the end of a show and the love of a lifetime is next to last on that record and you know that comes later all she wrote is like second into the set uh for anyone who knows these anyway they were hits for us back in the early 90s so what we've done is we don't want to leave people wanting okay. uh, you know for the next time around so we've chosen the hits from our uh subsequent albums too so we're going to play you know when i look into your eyes from hold your fire and reach for the sky and things like that uh, in our little you know once we break because it's about an hour to play that first record and then we'll come back and finish it out it, with it, and that's how we choose it the hits when you are doing the hit stuff is there <laughs> It, it, this sounds so goofy, but is there any ever arguments in the band where it's like, no, I want to play this song, and everybody's like, ah, it wasn't really, you know, it's the one you want to Absolutely. play. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's always disagreement. I mean, you know, there's ones that we absolutely have to play that, uh, yeah. you know, it, I think we tried to not do Love of a Lifetime one time, and that didn't go down well. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's like we're, we are obligated to perform the songs that people know us by. 
you know. But there are some lesser hits. I mean, we have a song called Sleeping With You that I think went to number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100. You know, it's still a chart song there, you know. And, yeah. and when we go to Southeast Asia and other places, other countries where that's like a super big hit, we do have to play it then. But here in America, it's like, okay, well, you know, that one went to 60. So <laughs> should we play it? And we, yeah, we deliberate about it. You know, it's like, come on, we got to do it. Or a lot of times it'll be uh, a, pr- a promoter will specifically request ah. it. Uh, you know, something like that. And we're like, okay, we'll do it, you know. All right, CJ, let me ask you this. Who in the band is most likely to argue about a song? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I just have to say, uh, the least likely to argue about any song would be our bass player, Alan McKenzie. Because he'll play anything. Well, that's every bass player, though. They don't argue. They barely talk. <laughs> right, well, yeah, okay case in point but he'll he'll just kind of say you know or, yeah sure other three of us michael foster the drummer bill leverty the guitar player cj snare myself yeah. the singer and people will be the ones we argue because you know <laughs> we're like no i want to do this song because it you know for whatever reason <laughs> and then the other guys will you know including myself will we'll give the reasons why not and it's always amicable and we end up having fun at the end of the night. And that's what really matters. I think that's, you know what, though? This is one of those sides of, you know, going out and performing that I find interesting. Because I think, because I don't think people think about that side of it, of just trying to come up with the playlist, you know? Yeah, and it's difficult, too, because uh, we have to try and keep our show fresh. Yes. And make something different. What can we change about this? You know, okay. that's what the first album in its entirety in its running order, that's a little something new and something different. And those are for the people who come to see Firehouse, you know, semi-quasi on a regular basis, let's say. We will have to do something to try and keep it fresh. Throw in another track. Uh, we've done some little, uh, what do you call it, when you put two songs, mashups of yeah. two songs together. You know, we segue them or we'll make a little medley of tunes. Uh, we do different sorts of breakdowns, or we might do something acoustically where it's normally an electric song. These are the kind of things that we as artists have to think about in a way to structure it so that you'll come back, so that you don't see the same show every time. And after the third time, you're like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm done. I don't uh, need to see that what? anymore. I've seen Firehouse. I don't need to go by. No, I, I completely get it. Uh, CJ Snare from Firehouse joining me on the line right now. Uh, Going to be a part of the show. Uh, March 19th, Horizon Event Center. You can get all the information at firehousemusic.com. Uh, CJ, as uh, you look forward to the year 2021, um, you know, you got some tour dates coming up. Uh, what else is going to be going on for you guys? You know, we're waiting to see how things uh, really open up okay. because we're still being strung along, as I explained earlier in our conversation. You know, a lot of things that were in 2020 were moved to 2021. And this is really uh, the beginning. I know that Iowa and Mississippi and Texas uh, have, uh, you know, they're opening up a little more quickly than some of the others. So we're able to come to you guys because of this. Uh, Some of the other states are a little slower to follow suit. And as, you know, the numbers continue to go down with COVID and the vaccines are rolling out and all this good stuff starts happening and things start opening back up. You know, we were one of the first things to get cut and we'll definitely be one of the last things to get added back. And I'm not saying that as a bummer. It just is what it is. This was a black swan that took everybody in the world by surprise. No one saw it coming. And so we just kind of have to 
uh, we're hanging on. We're, we're staying practiced, <laughs> we're rehearsed, and uh, we are waiting in the wings, ready to go at any moment's notice. Awesome. Well, CJ, we look forward to seeing you over at Horizons on the 19th. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, thank you so much. We'll have the information at the bottom of the page. And tell your boy happy birthday from me, okay? Yeah, and same to you. What's your son's name? Jace. Jace. And how old is Jace? Uh, just turned six. Six. Well, I remember that age. That was really cool. I have another one who's nine. Uh, he's going to be turning uh, 10, well, obviously, in July. So he's going to double digits. So now I'll have a teenager and double digits. And then I have a daughter, too, who just got married at 28 years old. A bit of a gap there. (laughs) (laughs) I gave her away. Well, I didn't give her away. I walked her down the aisle about uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Oh, wow. So you're going to be in the neighborhood of grandbabies. Well, yeah. She's like, Dad, come on. I want to have a family, you know. So, yeah, in a year or two. We'll let you get going, CJ. And uh, we look forward to the show. Okay, man? Yeah, thanks, Adam. I really appreciate it.